Mark Bennett comes into this case a lot better off than was was the case with Dominion. Hello and welcome to the interview. I'm Ada McLaughlin, your host and the editor-in-chief of Mediaite. I just got back from an unexpectedly short trip to Wilmington, Delaware, to cover what has been called the media trial of the century. I guess you can now call it the media trial of the century that never happened. That's because on the first day of the Fox News Dominion defamation trial, both sides reached a shockingly abrupt settlement for a whopping $787.5 million dollars. Largest sum for media settlement that we know of in U.S. history. So it's a really crazy story, and it's certainly not the end for Fox News. To assess all of this, from how the settlement went down to what the future holds for the network, I sat down with the legendary First Amendment lawyer Floyd Abrams. Floyd is a brilliant lawyer and a total expert on the First Amendment, who successfully represented the New York Times in the Pentagon Papers case. We had a really fascinating conversation about the facts and implications of this case. Enjoy. Floyd Abrams, thanks so much for coming on the show. How are you doing? That's terrific. Thanks for having me. What are your top line takeaways from this blockbuster settlement? I think it's a good thing the case was settled. I think it's a good thing for the First Amendment uh, that the case was settled. I would rather not have this be the case that the Supreme Court has in front of it come the day when critics of, opponents of, denigrators of New York Times against Sullivan have their day in court. Yeah, and I think there there were a lot of concerns that a case like this going to trial would threaten the First Amendment and that we might have appeals that would go all the way up to the Supreme Court. That was something that you were worried about. Yeah, I was worried that this was sort of too exciting a case for the one that I would like to have in the Supreme Court. Now, the, the reality is most of the members of the court, maybe all of them, uh, know already where they're coming from about New York Times versus Sullivan. They've already had cert petitions on that and so far turned them down. We've had two justices, uh, Gorsuch and Thomas, vote to hear a case. So it's not that this issue hasn't occurred to them, but... I'd rather not have this be the case in which the court takes another look, if it does take another look, at the continued viability uh, of the level of First Amendment protections afforded in the Sullivan case. And I'm assuming you're saying that because Dominion had such a strong case against Fox News? Well, I thought on that level, that might have been a, a, a good case for at least what I think of. Look, I'm in favor of libel law. There are some people uh, on the left and not necessarily left politically, you know, who really don't like libel law at all. Justice Black of the Supreme Court said, Congress, uh, you know, may not abridge the uh, freedom of the press. Therefore, libel law is unconstitutional. All of it, Justice Black thought. Uh, I think libel law serves a good purpose. I think this case was uh, a textbook example of why it is necessary to provide libel remedies softened or ameliorated by First Amendment consideration, but nonetheless, a working, functioning libel law. Right, because I think a lot of people, when they looked at this case, they thought, okay, that we have concerns here that a private company suing a media outlet even if it's Fox News, that that could test the contours of, of libel law and that that could be an issue. 
But when you look at the evidence that Dominion had in this case against Fox News, that it is not a, a case that I think anyone in, in the media would want Fox News to get away with being spread those claims and not face consequences for it. So knowing now what we do, do you think that Fox made the right move here in settling this case? Oh, sure. We don't know what a jury would have done, but this was an extremely strong plaintiff's case. It's really rare that you, that, that you have the, the level of falsehood and the ability to prove the, the falsity of what was said to the extent that occurred here. And so I was in Delaware for this case. I was in the courtroom. We were talking about this before the show. And it was, it was wild. The jury selection happened the, the, after the case got delayed by one day. On Tuesday, we had jury selection in the morning. Then there was a lunch recess, and we were about to have opening arguments. Everyone piles into the courtroom. There were dozens and dozens of reporters present. Everyone's sitting in the courtroom. Opening arguments are supposed to start at 1.30 p.m. It gets to 2.30 p.m. Judge is still not there. It gets to 3.30 p.m. Judge is still not there. And at that point, reporters started getting a little frantic. I saw a couple that started typing up their settlement pre-write stories. And then the judge walks into the room and says, a settlement between the two parties has been reached. So wild scene inside. What did his face look like? He was straight faced. He did not show much emotion. Uh, He was sort of wry. He was um, kind of deadpan. He was kind of exactly what you want a a judge to be and what you'd expect from a judge. And, but there were gasps in the courtroom when that happened. What I wanted to ask you is, what do you think when, when I'm sitting in that courtroom blind, no idea what's going on, what do you think's happening between the lawyers in a case like that? I think settlement arises necessarily, always, and then it's quiet for a day or in this sort of case, a few months. Hmm. It's always uh, in people's minds that this was a rare case in which the, uh, the plaintiff, Dominion, had a really strong case on almost every level. And it's also an ironic case that New York Times versus Sullivan has been attacked from the right, really since it was issued, but certainly in recent years. And, and so that makes it all the more striking that in this case, where the, the entity on the right is clutching onto the Sullivan case as if it's you know, their own child. Right. Uh, we actually spoke about this a couple of weeks ago because I was writing a story about Florida. Ron DeSantis expressed some support for new bills that would curtail press protections. The idea behind the piece was if you curtail press protections, you're going to hurt conservative media just as much as, you know, the mainstream media that someone like DeSantis kind of rails against. And this is a perfect example of it. Do you, do you see, what do you, what do you make yeah. of those bills that are coming in Florida and I think they're dangerous. The idea, for example, of saying, as that bill does, that if a journalist cites to and is relying on a confidential source, that the presumption should be that there is no source, that the journalist is lying, is is outrageous in its lack of fairness, but dangerous in terms of its intrusion into the First Amendment. Right. And I think every news outlet uses anonymous sources, including Fox News, Newsmax, The Daily Wire, all these outlets that, that Ron DeSantis is very fond of. I'm going to ask myself sometimes, would the American right do a deal where the deal is no press, no left, no right? Right. They can write about anything except politics, 
or anything of uh, social interest of, of the public, would, would any of them, any of the smart ones, think that's a pretty good deal for our team? Right. If, if both sides have to be quiet. Right, exactly. But fortunately, it's at odds with the First Amendment. Now, uh, in this Dominion case, a lot of people are complaining that Dominion did not hold out for a groveling yeah. apology, a correction yeah. from Fox News hosts on air. Is that something that you think Dominion should have pushed for in this case? I'll bet they did push for it. Uh, do I think that they should have rejected an otherwise acceptable settlement? No. I understand. I would very much like to hear Tucker Carlson uh, speak about what Tucker Carlson had to say on the record and off in this case. But I think that this was a, a, a good settlement for both sides. I'm glad the case was brought. And if anything, I think it helped to serve First Amendment interests for the most part. It's well behind us. And of course, it would be not, not only sort of better, but fairer if Fox would come forward and confess and say, we, we said this. It wasn't true. We're sorry. People do that sometimes right? in libel cases, both because they have to to settle in some circumstances. I think the public would have been greatly served if, if Fox had acknowledged the reality of their misconduct. But I think it's still a good settlement uh, for the, the public to put this case behind them and behind us, especially because there are other cases that are yet to come in which Fox is going to have to deal with the same sort of issues. And I do want to get to those. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I've sort of, my instinct has been to defend Dominion against those kind of complaints because it seems like in addition to getting this massive, massive settlement, which as far as I can tell is the biggest media settlement I know of, they got that extra layer of accountability because they got all this evidence out in this yeah. case. So we know that Fox News aired these false claims despite knowing and admitting privately that they were false. We got that. And I'm not sure how much more we would have gotten out of a trial beyond Fox's lawyers making their argument against Dominion. We would have gotten pleasure of seeing it's more of a set, yeah. Murdoch. The itch would have been scratched a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but I don't think it would have changed anyone's mind. I really don't. Do I think it, it would have been more just looking at from a, what is justice? Yes, I prefer if Fox would tell us the truth. I don't blame the law or the case for not wiring them to do so. Now, I want to read you Fox's statement about this case and get your reaction to it about the settlement. Now, this was written by Fox's lawyers, I believe as part of the settlement negotiations. They said, we are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute with Dominion voting system. We acknowledge the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our decision to re resolve this dispute with Dominion amicably instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial allows the country to move forward from these issues. What do you make of that? Well, the, the third sentence, the sentence... Highest, Fox's continued commitment to the highest yeah, journalistic standards is, is demonstrated is, by yeah, this settlement. Yeah, it is, you know, it's like a grapefruit in the face. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the, the notion that that at this moment, after all that we've learned, even just take the one finding of the judge that it's crystal clear that none of the charges against Dominion were true. None of them. Not even a bit of apology for that instead of this 
<laughs> not just carefully phrased, but, but painfully to read language of Fox. Look, I've settled cases, and when you deal with the government, for example, one thing that they always say is, we won't show you our press release. I mean, that's, that's off the table. Whatever the deal is otherwise, you will have no say and no look at even. So you can get ready what we're about to say. So the Fox statement is memorable because it is in part a joke. I remember when, when I was at the trial and when we walked out after the judge announced that it had settled, we went to the press conference from the Dominion lawyers and they get up there and they immediately cite the dollar figure of the settlement, $787.5 million. And then John Poulos, the CEO of Dominion, said, Fox News has admitted that they lied. And all the reporters were like, wow, what a you know, big concession. And then everyone gets the Fox News statement on their cell phones and we're reading it and we're like, wait, they didn't admit that they lied at all. They didn't even admit that they aired false statements. They said, we are pleased to, to reach the settlement. We acknowledge the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. And it's, it's hilariously like Donald Rumsfeldian. Yeah. The stakes were made. Yeah. Statement. Yeah. Well said. Uh, uh, no, it, it, it is that. And not even mistakes by us right. were made. Not any mistake is acknowledged uh, in that glorious use of the passive tense. Exactly. Now, when, when we take a broad look at this case, I think it, it's pretty astounding, and it's probably a good thing that we now know that there is a hefty, hefty price tag for being in the media and promoting Trump's claims about the 2020 election, which I think are, are, are even more dangerous than people really seem to understand, given you look at polling that finds that a majority of Republicans still believe that the 2020 election was not fair. My fear is that this won't serve as much of a deterrent to Fox News. Do you foresee this changing the way that Fox News covers Trump? A bit. They can't want this to happen again. This is not, by any definition, a triumph for Fox News. Do they need to? And will they continue to take, what, pro-Trump positions, uh, you know, very strong denunciations of opponents and, and all that? Sure, sure. I think it's more likely than not that they're going to have to clear more with lawyers or they say it and that they're going to have to avoid the sort of the strongest, most off-the-wall and least defensible statements about people of whom they and their audience disapproves. Right. I think, you know, I was speaking to someone the other day about it, and we were talking about how Tucker Carlson is still on air saying that he's not saying it very explicitly, but he's saying things like there's no way that, that senile Joe Biden could have gotten more votes than, than President Obama, stuff like that. And yeah. only Obama can sue. Right. That. Yeah. And it's like, as long as they're not defaming a, a company, a private company, they, you know, they can kind of say this stuff with yeah, I mean, they, they do run the risk that public interest firm, more left than not inclination, mm. will be prepared to take them on for a falsely accused person. That could happen. Right. They have a difficult road. I mean, we saw in the evidence that came out here how concerned they were losing their viewers to Newsmax. Right. Nothing has changed about that. Now, whether how they're, they're going to walk, walk, their newsbeat in a way that still lets them be as harsh, vigorous, loud, and denouncing 
uh, Biden, et cetera. But, well, you know, when other people are around, Hunter Biden, I mean, are they going to think twice, not about denouncing him, not talking about investigations, but have a lawyer who's going to have to check what they write and say to a greater degree, sir, than, than has occurred before? And, you know, you make a good point that looking forward in, in 2024, let's say, if, if Donald Trump doesn't win re-election, he's going to claim that that election was rigged. How Fox cover that's going to be fascinating to watch. Now, there are whispers that we'll see shareholder lawsuits in addition to these defamation cases that we have. Do you expect any heads to roll at Fox News as a result, whether it's Fox News CEO Suzanne Scott or hosts like Maria Bartiromo, Tucker Carlson, Janine Pirro? My guess is yes. I think Mr. Murdoch has to do it. I'm not saying he doesn't want to do it. I'm just saying I think he has to demonstrate to his board, Paul Ryan, to other people who are not as you know, very far right as Fox News is, that they're doing, they're taking greater steps to avoid liability. One thing I'm confident of is that Fox doesn't want another lawsuit like this. Looking forward, Fox is facing the other defamation lawsuit from Smartmatic, the very similar suit, they're seeking $2.7 billion. What does this Dominion settlement, in your eyes, mean for the Smartmatic suit? Smartmatic comes into this case a lot better off than was, was the case with Dominion earlier. They have all the information that was made public from, from the Dominion case. And they also are in an even better position on a factual level than was Dominion. Lloyd Abrams, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Interview. Please subscribe to The Interview on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And check out coverage of my conversation with Floyd Abrams on Mediaite.com.